And now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. Listen in as Snowden interviews cannabis industry pioneers, marijuana experts, policymakers, medical practitioners, patients, and other amazing individuals with compelling stories to share. It all happens right now. Here's the Cannabis Reporter, Snowden Bishop. Hi, and welcome back to the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Snowden Bishop, and delighted to be here. Today, we continue with a series focusing on dynamic women in the cannabis industry. Two of my four years in undergraduate journalism school were spent at Stevens College, an all-female school surrounded by five other universities in the Midwestern hub of Columbia, Missouri. What I loved most about attending an all-girls school was the way we were empowered to succeed as women. It was amazing, actually. We learned to explore our unique and valuable talents and how to channel them into a greater purpose. We competed with one another on equal footing without the social stigma or disadvantage of being a woman in a male-dominated world. We also learned to support one another in a way that further empowered us to succeed. There is something very special about the way women support and empower one another through collaboration and friendship. We are by nature nurturers and often serve as a binding force in a collective achievement role. At risk of sounding sexist, we've often heard that behind every successful man is a woman that helped him succeed. Before women became a tour de force in business, the role of support might have been as a wife or a secretary. Today, however, women are taking charge of improving the way that we conduct business and bringing an inclusive, supportive style of leadership to some of our nation's most successful corporations. Despite the obstacles we've overcome in the last several decades, we still have a long way to go, baby. Men still dominate top leadership positions and out-earn women in equal work in the conventional corporate setting. But in the cannabis industry, which is anything but conventional, women are emerging victorious and have taken a leading role in shifting the paradigm and reshaping perception so that the industry can grow and thrive. In short, women are change agents, nurturing the evolution of the cannabis industry, and our guests are at the forefront of this girl-powered movement, leading the charge with important roles at Women Grow. I'm excited to introduce them, but first, Dr. Brian Donner has our Medical Marijuana Minute. What do you have for us today, Dr. Donner? Well, thank you, Snowden. Today, I'd like to talk about the importance of preserving medical marijuana programs as more states consider implementing adult use, otherwise known as recreational use laws. While the economic upside of the recreational market garners a lot of the spotlight, it's very important to keep in mind that the medical side has been critical to the industry's entire evolution, and in fact, I feel we're truly initiated. When you examine the numbers, it's clear that it will continue to do so in the future. Industry analysts at New Frontier have projected that the U.S. medical marijuana market will reach $11 billion by 2020. Florida's market alone is expected to reach $1.6 billion, and then further estimates reveal that states like Ohio, Michigan, and Pennsylvania will also be key players. The integration of medical cannabis into our healthcare system has been a tremendous accomplishment, especially considering that this was initiated by a patient-centered movement. It's important to the acceptance, integration, and expansion of the cannabis industry as a whole, which cannot be underestimated. For the legal cannabis industry to progress and move forward, we need to work toward improving acceptance of medical marijuana into mainstream medicine. Healthcare providers, business leaders, and policymakers need to be open to establishing a more inclusive and progressive dialogue. In my personal opinion, this will also help establish and maintain credibility to influence the DEA's eventual consideration of removing marijuana from the Schedule One listing. That will be more likely to happen if medical marijuana programs remain in place even after adult use measures are passed. I'm Dr. Brian Donner for The Cannabis Reporter. I'll be back next week with another Medical Marijuana Minute. Back to you, Snowden. Thank you very much, Dr. Donner. Let's get started. We have a full house of dynamic women with us today. All of them are helping to shape the industry and leading roles at Women Grow. First, I'd like to start off by introducing a returning guest, Parissa Mansouri-Rad. 
She became interested in cannabis when she discovered that medical marijuana would improve life for her teenage daughter who has cerebral palsy. Marvina Thomas, who's the market leader of the Phoenix chapter of Women Grow, is with us today. She's a creative entrepreneur with a line of organic lotions and soaps and devotes her time and resources to giving people second chances. And I'll let her explain that in a bit. Also joining us on the phone today is Christina Nershoff. She recently became the chief executive officer at the national organization, Women Grow, with more than 15 years of experience studying and designing systems that enable individuals to reach their full potential. Christina is dedicated to exploring what makes people tick and how we can use that to our advantage. <laughs> so ladies, thank you so much for being here. I mean, this is, this is great and I can feel the energy here in the studio and on the phone. So thank you all so thank much for you. being Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Christina, I wanna start with you and just give me a little bit of background on Women Grow for people who aren't aware about Women Grow. I know that you recently took over as the chief executive officer, so tell me a little bit about your role as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Snowden. So Women Grow was founded in 2014 uh, by Jasmine Hupp and Jane West. They started Women Grow for a variety of reasons, but one of which was that they both had personal ties to cannabis and they recognized that women were not being served in other industries and that this was a, a chance for women to really come to the forefront. Uh, and so we started in 2014 by hosting our, what we now call signature networking events. Um, we had about four different markets throughout the country in 2014. We rounded out the end of 2015 with 44 markets. Um, and we've made several changes to the program. Um, Marvina is actually one of our market leaders, uh, with under the new program and, and she's doing a fantastic job and has contributed immensely, um, to the formation of the program. And uh, so it was on, oddly enough, April Fool's Day of earlier this year that I became CEO of Women Grow. Um, and it's been a wild ride. Um, I, the overwhelming support that has come from not only our market leaders, but our community as a whole has been really overwhelming in a, in a really positive way. And I think Women Grow is just super committed to the original mission, which is to uh, educate connect, empower, and inspire the next generation of cannabis leaders. And I think we've uh, accomplished that by holding signature network events, not just in the U.S., but also in Canada. We have a market in Toronto as well. And we're going to keep on doing that. Yeah, and you know what I find really interesting, because I've been to a lot of the meetings, both before and after the change of guard, if you will, and one of the things that I find remarkable is that it's not just women who attend these market events. No. It's, yeah. I think that women as a whole are really helping to shape the industry, including the men. But when you walk into those meetings, the energy is just so incredible because it's obviously women leadership and finding ways to empower women and hearing from women who have forged a path in this industry so it is very empowering, but I hear a lot of men comment on these meetings and just really loving how people are embraced Absolutely. for who they are. I mean, all walks of life. It's really pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Marvina, you've been the market leader in Phoenix now for, what, two months or, you know, around April. Days. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <Blues> County. <laughs> so one of the things that I loved about seeing you for the first time was this just an incredible energy about the way you were rallying the troops. Thank you. And I'm really curious because I didn't ask you at that point when we first met how you got into the industry and you know, I mean, what draws you here? Okay, well, um, I've been a member with Women Girl over a year, and I was coming to the meetings, and it was just the same thing. I, and I was like, okay, it's got to be more. It's got to be more. So I took myself to Colorado for the national event that they had, and it was, like, overwhelming with joy there. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is what we need in Arizona. So I came back. And I stated that um, I was interested. Um, I know it was another someone else who was supposed to be taken in, but I ended up taking over, and here we are, <laughs> 90 days later. And uh, when I took over, which was amazing, when Kay came down, uh, we had seven days to get it together and to have our first meeting. 
And with Miss Parisa's help, uh, we pulled it off. We sure and did. And it was beautiful, you know. It was exciting. I was nervous because I didn't know what to expect. Um, our first event we had, I think it was 83, 83. And previous was like maybe 25, 30 that I've seen. Yeah. Um, so I said, okay, I think we're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, well, you know, you're doing a great job at rallying the troops, and Parissa, you are too. <laughs> and you have a very interesting history with with the industry. And in fact, I remember your first interview with us here on this show. Absolutely, it was it was <laughs> the first time that you had. Uh, as a mother, come out of the mm -hmm. closet, the green yes. closet, yes. to announce the, that you have embraced cannabis as a, as a primary treatment for your daughter, who, as I mentioned before, she has cerebral palsy. She also has a superior mesentric artery syndrome, which uh, opiates attributed to her getting. So um, she has a multitude of, of conditions being treated right now. Naturally. And 100% blindness as well. Yes. And yeah. she is completely blind. So she's 16 and she is utilizing THC and CBD as part of her ritual to basically deal uh, with the symptoms. Exactly. And we got rid of the pharmaceuticals, which is amazing. So I thought once I was on your show, I was like, I, I got to keep preaching. I got to keep telling everybody and anybody yeah. that'll listen. So yeah, tell me a little you. bit about what prevented you from, from speaking out prior to being on the show. I mean, uh, and I, what I'm getting at is that I know that a lot of moms out there are feeling this sort of shame or stigma mm -hmm. around embracing cannabis as a treatment for their children, particularly. I think the key is education. And so being part of mom force, a nonprofit organization here in Arizona has really given me the wings to continue to propel the mission and, you know, through education, because mm -hmm. it, the truth is once they realize that the plant is there to heal you, then there is nothing to worry about anymore. You know, you're yeah. going to a natural all safe alternative. Otherwise, I mean, some of these pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals could have killed my daughter. You know, yes. marijuana will never kill my daughter. I don't ever have to worry about that. Right. But when when it came to giving her the access to this and still going to school, still talking to teachers, I mean, it, that I know has been an issue for other mothers that I've talked to. Is that part of the reason why you didn't want to talk out about it before? Absolutely. And I, and once I did, I felt like, you know, I, there was no turning back. So <laughs> I've told everybody I can now. Even Yazzie tells me, gosh, mom, even her, you, do, you tell everybody. You know. <laughs> but I feel like it's our job. You know, I'm like, if I don't yeah. tell them, maybe their mom might put them on some deadly pharmaceutical and God forbid something happens to them similar to you, you know. And so she's like, oh, OK, OK. But she's an average teenager, you know, she thinks everything I do is kind of annoying. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, every teenager thinks that their parents are yeah, annoying. It yeah. doesn't matter. I'm like, but your mom's talking about cannabis. That's got to give me some cool points. No. No. <laughs> like, whatever, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, she's darling, actually. Oh, Yazzie's darling. You. I mean, um, first time I saw an image of Yazzie, it was actually in a video that she mm. was with. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And and she was darling about uh, that whole thing. And yeah, she's a make a wish kid. So, right. you know, it's it's we're again so thankful for cannabis because we we really we could have lost Yazzie had we not found a solution. Soon. Yeah. So hopefully other families will hear that and not have to wait till that point. And wait right. till their kid is, you know, that sick to even consider something like that. You know, now I'm utilizing CBD for my four-year-old. So, I mean, I feel like it's a family affair. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't we all on a CBD? CBD doesn't get you high. CBD is healthy for you. There's CBD products out there that everyone can take. Right. You know, so. Um, and there really aren't any drug interactions to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a, it's a supplement. It's an yeah. all-natural supplement. Everybody should right. have it in their, their body. It's yeah. meant to work with our body. Well, our bodies make it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, and most people who have autoimmune conditions and neurological mm -hmm. conditions, they have one thing in common, a uh, cannabinoid deficiency. Yes, you know, exactly. And, and something that our endocannabinoid system inside our bodies are craving. Yes. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. Christina, I wanted to get back to you and ask you about just your experiences with with the organization. You have an opportunity to really touch a lot of lives of women trying to get into this industry. What do you say to them to empower them? All sorts of things. Um, and, and 
it, it really depends on the situation that the person's in. You know, you have women that come to us that want to uh, start a new business. And that conversation is a lot different than a mother who's coming to advocate for her child. Um, and, and so we have to approach all of those things differently and, and have conversations. Um, a lot of it revolves around money. I think early on, back in 2014, before the space really started expanding to the degree that it has, a lot of people started hearing about cannabis and how they can get involved. And even today, you'll have people attend a, a Women Grow Networking meeting and they'll be like, okay, you know, I want to open a dispensary. I want to open a grow. It's not just about plant-touching businesses. Um, those require a lot of money up front that you may lose. Um, it also requires a significant amount of fortitude to deal with the constantly changing regulations. Um, but if you are in, in an accounting firm and you want to branch out on your own, that's something that the cannabis space needs. If you're a compliance attorney and you are interested in the cannabis space, that's also something that the industry needs. So you don't need to be involved in a plant-touching business to get involved. You can also be an advocate, and I think we, we talk about that extensively on the local level with our market leaders. You know, we encourage our market leaders to partner with local businesses, with local legislators, to make sure that they're involved in their community and pushing the, this whole topic forward. Um, at the at headquarters, at the, at the top level, we've partnered with some strategic companies like New Frontier Data is a, is a new cornerstone member of Women Grow. And we just announced uh, earlier this month uh, a diversity in cannabis survey that we're distributing and, and hoping to get some really interesting results. You, know, you mentioned in the intro that cannabis is uh, it's a new burgeoning industry and there's a lot of room for women to get involved and hold high-level positions. We want to make sure that we're opening that door not only to women but people of color um, and people of all gender expressions. And we're going to start out by having this diversity in cannabis survey get a good baseline for where we are today and where we can possibly go. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very important point you made there because I think that there is a bit of diversity lacking in the industry and mm -hmm. you know, I know that there are there are a few barriers um, to people who have who have uh, had experience and run-ins with the law because of cannabis mm -hmm. being actually barred from the industry and I know Marvina, this is something you know something about. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about what it is that you're doing. To, you, you give service in a way that I think is absolutely phenomenal. Thank and you. like I said in the beginning, it's, it's all about my point of view, looking at what you do. It's all about giving people second chances, but it's also embracing diversity and tell me about what you're doing. Okay. Well, the name of the company is called Start Living Recovery. And basically what I do is help men and women get off drugs and alcohol and get them back into society. And we help them find jobs, um, just give them another quality of life. Because a lot of people look at them and judge them. Mm -hmm. And I've always has been taught never judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of them. And, I, and <laughs> I've helped so many. And I thank God to, you know, to give me the patience to do that. Um, but it's a beautiful thing when you have someone come in weighing... 50 pounds, 60 pounds, and then within 90 days, they back to normal, faces full, full of life, they can smell, they can, they sense, they can think, you know, yeah. and it's a beautiful thing, and it's like, oh my God. And they're 50 pounds because? Uh, addiction. They have been eating, the drugs, just yeah. eating them, just eating them up. Eating, eating them up. Yep. So, no yeah. Sleep. And, and in recovery, oftentimes, I've studied this a bit because I've written about recovery a lot. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've noticed is that all drugs are taboo when you're in the recovery environment. But with cannabis, a lot of people are unaware that cannabis can help you come off of harder drugs. Yes. So how does that work with the people that you're working with? Well, my group home will be the first one here in Arizona to getting them off of opiates and getting them into the cannabis world. Okay. So we're going to be educating them. And once they finish the program with me, which is a one-year program, and they have to go through all the um, allegations with the state and everything, getting their cards, uh, which is $300 each for Arizona. Right. Um, which is... Expensive for someone expensive. who doesn't have a job. Yes. and Exactly. You know, so what we're trying to do... Um, and it brings me to Venus Soaps is one of my companies that I have where we take 50% of the proceeds and give back to the group home. So with the money that we raise is helping to get their cards. 
Okay. Yes, so I'm loving it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. And how much pushback are you getting from the state of oh Arizona? Because they're saying, well, you know, you're taking uh, a group you get home them to... Opiates and then you're trying to put them on cannabis. Right. But so they don't understand. I know, they, they often don't. And don't want to. Right. Some of them don't want to. Yeah. You may get that one out of 100, be like, oh, I, I will listen. Right. You know, so, so through all our platforms, we're going to continue to push the education through Women Grow, yes. our monthly signature meetings that we have the first Thursday of every month. One of our missions is to focus on education of cannabis and teaching the community, everyone, the right. truth about cannabis, because it is truly a healing plant. Yes, it is. Yeah. And once we teach that, then it won't be so hard for people to accept that she's giving them something that's good for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or helping them get onto something that's good for them, in other words. so yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Christina, as far as creating better diversity, what are some of the things that Women Grow is doing to empower that? Yeah, so, you know, we're starting with the survey and getting the word out for that. We're also partnering um, with organizations that align with our mission, our values, and our code of conduct. And so we have... Uh, Cannabis Cultural Association is, is one of those organizations. They're a nonprofit member of Women Grow, and they are hosting events. Um, actually, they just recently hosted one in New Jersey, my home state, um, that was Spanish language only. Um, and oh, they wow. had different, yeah, so different Spanish speakers, um, representatives from Women Grow and some other organizations, trying to reach different communities that have been marginalized or left out of this conversation. Um, you know, we're also working with... Uh, other companies, other individuals that are passionate about this. But I think also just by being open to conversations um, from people from all backgrounds. Yeah. You know, it's the, the color of your skin doesn't, doesn't matter. And uh, our council was um, talking at an event the other night, and she was speaking about how the people of color that are represented in the cannabis space is between 1% and 3%. Whereas the people that are represented in our prison system that are people of color is between 70 and 80 percent. And a lot of those drugs, a lot of those crimes that they're in prison for are drug related. Yeah. And in some of those instances, cannabis related. Um, and to leave those folks out of the conversation who arguably have been doing this, this business for longer than anybody else is, is a mistake. Um, so working with local legislators as well, different uh, states and trying to make sure that we can start seeing bills passed, like the one that Senator Booker has put out, you know, to directly address um, the issue of marginalization and reparations in the cannabis space for people that have been left out. Yeah, and also I would think that it would be important to include in the conversation expungement of records so that people who sure. were imprisoned unjustly, I might add, for um, minor cannabis offenses... And especially, you know, those who who were repeat offenders and sentenced to extraordinarily long periods of time, I, I would think that in the local legislative level, it's really important to open that dialogue to make sure that, that people are pardoned for whatever it is that they did related to cannabis, because we all know now that it's not the dangerous drug that, you know, it was made out to be. That's another reason why we I, support our local candidates that are running uh, in these upcoming elections that are going to be pro-cannabis. So we're getting yeah. involved. That's one of our missions as well as being leaders in our community and people that, you know, people look to, well, where do we go? Who do we support? Where do we vote? You know, that's important to us. That's another, another factor of, you know, what we are about. We want to make change, not just on a, you know, we don't want to just have fun. <laughs> we yeah. want to make a change in this industry. And that means legal changes, you know, making yeah. a difference. Yeah. And what I've experienced, though, too, with people running, I mean, there are a lot of candidates that do openly advocate for policy change in terms of cannabis. But then there are those who feel for some reason that advocating for cannabis will stigmatize them. That's their fear. Right. And yeah, it, it, it's frustrating, isn't it? To <laughs> <laughs> well, we found a, a bold lady, uh, <laughs> Cynthia Stella, who's run, running for future city councilwoman in Phoenix. So we're pretty proud of her to be a, a member of Women Grow. So <laughs> yeah, actually, one of our Congress people is coming to town and he'll be speaking at the Marijuana Industry Trade Association event. Wonderful. Actually, uh, another congressman, James Comer. 
trying to get the hemp bill passed. You know, it's, it's interesting, slowly but surely, you mentioned Cory Booker, and what I'd love to see women grow do at some point in the future is latch on to a female congressional leader to help get that conversation out around right. women who are running for office, too, because right. women tend to be the influencers. We really yes, are. We are. We're the head of the be, household. Yeah, we are. Right. I mean, and behind every, <laughs> behind, you know, that, that old sexist saying yeah. that I mentioned in the beginning, behind every great man is another great, great woman. woman. A greater, greater, a, a greater woman. woman or, or a woman that empowers them to be who they That's are, right. whether it's the woman at home yeah. or the person, his support staff, mm-hmm. you know, because the men were often the CEOs and they always had a secretary who was keeping them organized and keeping them on task and on message and all of that. And I think women really are the master um, empowerment body, you know, behind our culture. I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a male in the room. (laughs) We do have have a male in the room. He's a little outnumbered here today. He's our amazing producer, Ed, and every so often we hear from him. Okay, we got a shout out to him, too. (laughs) (laughs) Big shout out to Ed. If not for Ed, we wouldn't (laughs) be where we are. You know, behind every great show, there's a great producer. There's a great Ed. There you go. Yeah. Wow, what a conversation this is. But before we go any further, we need to take a quick break. Snowden Bishop, the Cannabis Reporter, will be right back after these. Are you getting enough CBD each day? Hemp Meds carries the most trusted CBD oil brands, like Real Scientific Hemp Oil and Dixie Botanicals, to make it easy to add cannabinoids like CBD to your diet. We hold all our hemp oil products to our rigorous triple lab tested standard to ensure that you and your family receive only the highest quality and most reliable CBD products. Hemp Meds is your trusted source for CBD. Visit hempmeds.com to get our premium CBD oil today. Use discount code CBD20 to get 20% off your first order. You're busy. Running around from work to kids to evening events, healthcare shouldn't be adding to your daily running around. Simplify your healthcare with Helterra. For only $15 per month per individual or $18 per month per family with up to nine kids, by the way, you can eliminate doctor office visits with 24-7 access to doctors via phone, video, or the mobile app. Not only do you get prescriptions filled over the phone, but save up to 85% on those prescriptions. This is a supplemental plan and not insurance. Healthcare made easy. Helterra.com. Listening to the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. Welcome back. I'm here with our guests, Christina Nershoff, Parissa Rad, and Marvina Thomas, leading the charge at Women Grow. It's such a pleasure to be part of that organization. And I mentioned also in the opening that this is the third in a series of shows that we're doing about girl power, basically, hey. you know, <laughs> the, the women in this industry. Awesome. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a woman by the name of Priscilla Vilches, who is the first woman to receive two licenses in both California and Nevada. Wow. Wow. Number one. But number two, she's the first minority woman to win licenses in either state. So the first woman to get two licenses in each state and the first minority woman to get any license. And I found that to be completely amazing and and she would be an amazing speaker i think at one of the events she lives we would love to connect with her yeah she's in (laughs) california and nevada she divides time there because uh she has the two companies set up to handle those uh, two licenses in each state that's beautiful but it was really heartwarming to hear the struggles that she had and had to overcome and how she got to where she is today in fact, I shared that episode, um, so if you go to our uh, Cannabis Reporter uh, page, you'll see it there. But it was really amazing how she did overcome all of these obstacles. Mm-hmm. Overcome and adapt. Yes, absolutely. So, Parissa, tell me, now that you've been out of the green closet Ooh, for... It's been quite a ride, let me tell so you. So it's, <laughs> it's been approximately a year. In fact, it's been a little over a year. Yeah, yeah. you were on our third show. Wow. Yay. Okay. Yay. 
<laughs> in a year and three weeks. But now that you've come as far as you have with this, how do people respond to you? People like who aren't in it yet. People who aren't in it yet. I usually get um, a lot of inquiries. So people are asking me, what is the first step? They're a mom. They want to know. How, they think I'm a doctor, I guess. I don't know, because I'm always like, how do you medicate for this? How do you that? So I'm kind of the go-to mama. So I call, I've been calling myself the marijuana mama. Got a Facebook page and social media where people can kind of follow me and kind of follow along um, this cannabis journey, if you will, with me and um, just kind of learn about the industry because that's what I've been doing. I've been learning. There's resources out there for parents. There's people that are willing to give and help. And there's actually like a lot of amazing, wonderful people in this industry. You just kind of got to have the right person to show you where to go. Right. And I happen to be that person. So uh, a lot of people come to me <laughs> and, yeah. and I love to be a, a, a resource for them because I know I missed out on having that and I kind of had to learn the hard way. Right. Um, but now I've got a great foundation with having a, a tribe of, of strong, uh, wonderful, beautiful women like Marvina and Sonia Shelton and Ellie and all the other wonderful team that we have uh, with Women Grow has just been a phenomenal. So, um, yeah. you know, for those people, I'd say come to Women Grow if you want to get in the industry. You want to just have so a great organization yes. to yeah. learn, to connect, to be business. part of something. Right. And, and both of you are very involved in the Phoenix chapter. Oh, yes. Christina, how many chapters are there all together? As of today, we have 21 between the U.S. and Canada. Okay. And then are there any Women Grow chapters happening in states that haven't embraced regulation change yet? Yeah, so and, and that's where it's proved to be pretty difficult in those prohibition states. Um, we had some markets in uh, Texas, and those ladies, man, they they worked their butts off trying to get some legislation passed and trying to get stuff done for the community, and it was really, really challenging. Um, I think, you know, our goal is to make sure that we have markets in all states that have um, medical marijuana passed, um, mm -hmm. and then, you know, of course, uh, recreational, but... Um, it, the prohibition states are really challenging. And yeah. I think it all goes back to what we started talking about early on before you mentioned education. Mm -hmm. But there is such a stigma that we have to lean so hard just educating people that this is not the reefer madness thing, this is not the stoner thing, that this can be, you know, someone that looks like you, and, you know, that's a professional uh, woman going to work every day and she might have a little bit of a headache and she might choose to use a topical for, for that or she might have a little bit of a CBD tincture or something like that that this is this is for normal people this is there's no stigma there there shouldn't be any negativity associated with with this industry yeah well as as these chapters open up in prohibition states I hope that you'll let me know because we play in every state regardless of whether they've passed any laws or not and I, it's just so important for, I think, especially mothers to have a place where they can go and connect with other women who are... And in, feel safe. And yeah. feel safe. Yep. And, and feel like a, it's okay. I have a yeah. role model. I have somebody yep. to look up to to say, wow, she's got a suit on and she's still doing her thing and she's still consuming cannabis and it's okay. Yeah. I think that was well, the biggest takeaway from question. Women Grow. Yeah, and to learn how it'll benefit their children and how it'll Absolutely. benefit their families and All society. Their and moms, everything. their dads, everybody yes. can use cannabis. Everybody. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the family affair, as I said earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Chris, Christina, were you going to say something? I was going to say, you know, just to be able to go to someone that you trust and ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like Everybody knows if what happens, oh, I have a sore throat and I, and I go online and I search the internet for what a sore throat means. And before you know it, you've got, you know, the, the plague and you're going to die in 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that mistake. I've Googled a few times. I'm not going there again. <laughs> it's called Dr. Google. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, you know, if you go onto Google right now and start searching for, you know, how can marijuana, how can cannabis, how can weed help me with this, you know, the information that's out there could be flat out untrue or it could be from an unreputable source or it could also make claims that sound really great that haven't been proven but to, right. to have an organization to have individuals throughout you know not just the united states and canada but you know partnership organizations that are throughout the entire world and be able to go and ask those questions and feel safe asking them that you're not going to be 
stigmatized or punished just for asking the question. And you can even join your local uh, uh, Women Grow groups on Facebook. There's private safe groups that you can search for your local chapter, like Women Grow Phoenix. And then there's a network of people within that group that can answer your questions. questions. You can feel safe on social media because it's private. Private. So nobody else outside this group is going to see it. So I would recommend women going to their local city and saying, you know, women grow whatever the city is and looking for these groups on Facebook and then starting to get involved that way. They will learn about when the next events are and, you know, whatever's happening in the women grow world because we have a big summit coming (laughs) up in Denver, I believe. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so uh, Christina, tell me, uh, because I know you have to, you have to go soon, but please tell me a little bit before you go about the summit um, that's coming up. When is it? What can people expect? Who goes, et cetera? Sure. Yeah. I'm actually going to be stepping into a gubernatorial town hall to ask some of these very important questions. Um, so the, the Women Grow Leadership Summit, we hold it every year. We're going to be holding it in Denver, Colorado this year. Uh, it's going to be on February 1st and 2nd of 2018. Um, we are nailing down a venue right now, but it will be in, in downtown Denver. The format is that on Thursday, everyone comes in. We have a really fun, inspiring day of lightning talks, which are TED-style short story talks um, given by Women Grow members. Uh, just like, you know, I, I'd love to hear about Priscilla a little bit more. Maybe she's interested in, in getting up on stage and telling her story and her challenges. Um, and then Thursday night, we have a really fun opening reception. Friday is a day of workout sessions. Um, we're going to be doing uh, various workshops on health and wellness, on sports, on Cannabis 101, and then Cannabis Advanced, both on the plant and also on business topics. And as a special bonus, if you're a Women Grow member, uh, if you come into town a day early, uh, on Wednesday evening, we'll be doing a special Women Grow member-only reception. Wow, that sounds great. But the rest of the conference is open to the public, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you've had some really dynamic speakers um, before and some amazing stories like people can just google women life-changing experience going to a summit was literally just changed every all my perceptions i wasn't even a cannabis uh patient before going to last year's summit uh my daughter was a patient and then after going and being around all the women there and just i felt so liberated i was like why do i have to be on pharmaceuticals screw that (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get my card when i get home i mean it was just so awesome i i totally recommend i like seriously recommend it even to you at my friend <laughs> she's, the she's, one man in the room i'm yeah, telling him to come as well so. yeah so she's she's <laughs> it'll change your life as well <laughs> oh yeah ed aren't you glad you're surrounded by women today <laughs> i am the lucky one <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go mm. so <laughs> yeah anyway. i can tell you one. i went to um denver i was just so excited and got to meet so many different oh. wonderful women that uh, I was just like, oh, my God, I want to be like her. Oh, I want to be like this. Like, oh, my God, yeah. I just want to pick their brain, you know. <laughs> so when I came back to Arizona, I said, we got to do this, 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 this. And in my, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm a doer. Yeah. I oh, get on yeah, it. she is. I do it. You know? yeah. It's like, I'm pumping up. Let's do this. We're going to do this and this. And they're looking at me like, are you serious? <laughs> but we did it. You she know? came so. back and she launched her 420 yeah, skincare. 420 got, was birth. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. There's, there's no other experience like it. Yeah, I can only imagine. So we I really am going to try. I'm going to I'm okay. going to make a real effort <laughs> to get there this year. Last year, I absolutely couldn't get there and I was very bummed out about it. But this year, I would love to attend and uh, I'll make every effort this year. Wonderful. I should say next year, next yes. year. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, but it, it's just it's just such an exciting time to be in this industry, and it especially really is. for yes. women. And yes. the opportunities are because we're we're still sort of forging the path here. It's it it's not an industry that has already been dominated by men mm-hmm. for a million years. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a place where you can really find yourself with yeah, you the ingenuity, create creativity, path. and perseverance and. Mm-hmm energy to actually execute can do it including women with pretty much equal footing i think i mean uh, christina there is still some male dominance in this industry especially on the corporate level isn't there oh Mm -hmm. oh my god sure yeah Yeah. Yeah. absolutely absolutely Uh, you know i I would say at at every level right again you know this goes back to just exactly what you said this this is early days 
this is a unique opportunity that we will never get again. Mm-hmm. And these early days are going by pretty quickly for us to say, we deserve a place in this space as well. Yeah. And instead of doing what women always do, which is sit back and take stock and think about things and hem and haw for ages and ages, it is the time to raise your hand now. Right. Don't just sit back there. And I'll, I'll tell you the quick story. So the whole CEO thing, you know, I've been with Women Grow since 2015. I started as director of operations. I uh, transitioned into a C-level operations role. And uh, we brought in a new CEO when Jasmine uh, left to pursue other things. And, you know, I, I worked hand in hand with Leah day in, day out. And then Leah had to leave to go pursue her personal business. You know, that's fantastic for her. And I was sitting on the couch talking to uh, on a conference call with Leah and with our general counsel. And I was getting really upset because they were talking about, you know, what sort of plan do we have to put in place? How are we going to find a new CEO? You know, Kay's going to have to train them and go through all of these processes. And I was just sitting there and I was angry and I was seething. And then I stopped for a second and I looked at myself and I said, what are you doing? Just raise your hand. So I said out loud, I would do it. And the immediate reaction from both of them was, oh my gosh, we didn't know you wanted to. That's perfect. Wow. And I was sitting there getting mad at myself or at, and at other people for something that was totally within my control. So that's what I would say to anybody that wants to get involved in this space, women especially. If this is something that you're interested in, don't sit on the couch. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't get mad at other people. Just raise your hand. Yeah. yeah. Close, Close mouth, don't get fed. I was just going to say your line. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Marcy's favorite one. <laughs> Close mouth, don't get fed. Yeah. You don't act, you don't learn. That's really interesting. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was kind of in that, in that same space of just getting mad about the injustice of the cannabis uh, movement and the history of cannabis because I started writing about this in 2010. Wow. And I, I could sit there and complain on Facebook or I could, you know, talk to my friends about it and say, you know, there's no reason we shouldn't be legalizing uh, hemp because I was big into the environmental thing and climate change and all that stuff and just getting mad. And finally, I just kind of looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you know what, quit getting mad. Just go do something about it. Mm-hmm. And and then the right. Cannabis Reporter, which I've had this URL since 2012. And, you know, finally, at the end of uh, 2015, I said, okay, that's it. I'm, you know, don't get mad, get even, just go Mm -hmm. out and do it. And everybody thought I was completely nuts and crazy to even consider this. And then once I started thinking about radio, people said I was even more crazy and nuts to be doing it. And I realized, you know what? This is how change happens. You yes. have to embrace whatever your passion is mm-hmm. and go after it with all your might. And mm-hmm. you know what? Eventually, people will listen. <laughs> I thought I had two listeners to my then podcast. And eventually, you know, another person would listen and tell another person and another person would listen. And eventually, you know, here we are airing nationally. Yay. So, but, mm-hmm. but the point is that even if you think yourself it's crazy to go pursue your passion and your dream like that, you should just do it. The Nike principle. Exactly. Just, just do it. And do it. you don't have to be a cannabis user. Yes. As right. I and remember, I'm not. you aren't. And yeah. that's the beautiful thing about that. On top of that, you're not even a cannabis <laughs> user. So it's like, really, anybody can get par- be part of this cannabis space. You don't have to consume it to even realize the injustice that's been happening for over the years and be part of the movement because it's the right movement you know we're doing the right thing here and we're normalizing it because you know we're not a bunch of stoners sitting on the couch smoking doobies all day no we're pretty busy all day (laughs) this is down to business (laughs) this is about your health Mm. your body you know it's about respect Mm. it's about you know embracing what's right And really going after it with all your gusto. So anyway, well, to all of you, you know, congratulations on where you are. I mean, this is just, it's, it's so amazing to be surrounded by, you know, such incredible women. It really is. And you guys, you you guys inspire (laughs) me on a, on a big, in a big way. So, and um, Christina, I know you have to depart. And so I'm going to say thank you to you early so that you can do this. Cause I don't want you to feel like you have to hang on. And, um, (laughs) but, 
but uh, but we'll be in touch again really soon. And please keep in touch and give me updates. And when new chapters open or when there are new campaigns or whatever, just let me know. And I'm happy to talk about it some more. And um, we're not done with this series on women yet because I'm going to continue to to push forward with this topic because there's just so much to talk about. But thank you again. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Snowden. Yeah, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. And great to talk to Marvin and Frieza again. It's nice to talk to you. Bye-bye. So, bye for now. So, you know what? We still have um, a few more minutes. Okay. Great. We have plenty to talk about. I know. (laughs) Well, I could actually easily go on for another hour, and there's just so much to cover. There really is. You know, with this whole thing. So, Persa, what is kind of next for you? What? Because I know you have your Facebook page, your social media, Mm -hmm. you know, the Cannabis Mama, right? Uh, I'm the Marijuana, marijuana mama, mama. Yeah. okay <laughs> marijuana mama yes um yeah. so what is on your your wish list or bucket list for that group and where do you see it going in the next year or so um i feel like that page is more of just my um communicating to the public and getting the the truth out there about the cannabis but i have other aspirations like i have a children's book that i'm writing so i'm in the process of writing a a children's book teaching them about cannabis of course because i feel like that's really important and parents need a tool to use to talk about it because we're kind of uncomfortable with the subject we're like we don't know how to talk to our kids and me i'm an open book i tell my four-year-old everything that i'm doing for my 16 year old so it's there is no mystery and there's no taboo about it it is what it is it's a medicine so i feel like if i can help um, equip other parents with those tools, then maybe they will feel more empowered and feel better about their choice to utilize cannabis. Um, well, also in in order to get rid of any social stigma, it, whether it's you know race or environmental issues or you know any any kind of perplexing social problem in the world, when you start normalizing the conversation with, with children when they're young they grow up believing it's a normal conversation mm-hmm. and they won't have that same shame or, you know, I- social uh, consequence that people who grew up with the uh, reefer madness mentality, for example, would experience by embracing this. Exactly. Like, it just starts at home. I think we just have to educate our kids right. and on a, such a basic, simple level as like a children's, you know, storybook. So right. that's my big project. And then of course, you know, I, I, um, I am very much devoted to Women Grow as a communications director for our Phoenix chapter. And I work beside Marvina with uh, 420 Skincare. So I'm doing social media for a couple of clients. I have a consulting uh, business on the side, uh, MG Mama Consulting. And I'm also working uh, hand in hand with uh, Creative Cannabis Promotions as well. So helping uh, doing their social media uh, packages that they're offering as well. This is huge because (laughs) last year, and and you said that on our show was the first time you actually came out of the green closet. Yes. Since then, I mean, your entire life now is almost revolving around cannabis in a way. It truly is. I mean, even from what I'm putting on my body now, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about everything cannabis. I mean, there's hemp... uh, curtains that we can hang in our house to help protect ourselves against this uv rays i mean if you really want to get into it we can have cannabis as every part of our life and make it so much healthier with marvina's 420 skincare i have had amazing results with my daughters and not only pain management but getting rid of rashes and things that you know we just don't think about putting on our skin we think oh this this aloe or whatever this this i don't want to put anybody on blast any other uh soap companies (laughs) but you know those ones out there and uh they're basically toxins you know so instead of rubbing my babies down with toxins i'm using all natural products not only her vena soaps which are all natural and cbd products but the 420 skincare i can use for my you know it doesn't get you high so i don't gotta worry about that right it only gets you healthy that's the beautiful thing about topicals yeah it's and and so your life is really revolving around cannabis as well marvina Mm. yes Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As you can see, we're wearing from, cannabis yeah. on our heads. <laughs> yeah. We got our women grow okay. hats on. I'm going to take a picture of these two. <laughs> and I will post it on Facebook so <laughs> that all of you can kind of see what it is that we're talking about here. But yeah, they, they're coming with the, the branding of the, <laughs> of the uh, women grow and their mission and everything else. Here we go. I'm taking a picture right Yay. this minute as we speak. But anyway, <laughs> yes. it's, it's just, I mean, this is, this is phenomenal. 
channel. Yes. And I think that you're bringing a great level of enthusiasm and, and um, just passion to to the Phoenix chapter anyway. And I know that the entire national chapter has been completely re-energized too with with Christina at the helm of that. And I mean, not that they weren't energized before, but I tell you, it seems like there's a there's kind of a, a new um, level of encouragement that's coming from the national that's actually empowering the local chapters in a way that I hadn't seen before. And, you know, I've been coming to the meetings for quite a while since we started the Cannabis Reporter officially. And so, anyway, it's just exciting to see this kind of enthusiasm. Well, I think Marvina brings energy. You know, it's her. She comes in that room and she's like, I don't hear you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, everybody knows they better scream and holler when they come to a women grow. Yeah. She makes it a party. I mean, people leave winning stuff. Everybody leaves with a smile on their face. It's a good time. It's like, we yes. don't have to go to these it's networking events yeah. and be so stiff. I, I mean, we can like enjoy ourselves, you know. Hang out a little bit. Well, there's, Get there's to know a, each other. There's a place for that. <laughs> and also, you know, just being the, the heads of households, you know, as yeah. women or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, hosting is yeah. a very big part of it and welcoming your neighbors. Yes. And so that's kind of how it feels when you walk in and you're, mm -hmm. you're really in with your neighbors and, yes. and you've got someone taking charge to bring everybody in. You've got all the cheerleaders <laughs> who are hey! there, you know, <laughs> making sure everybody stays on task. It's, it's actually quite interesting and it, it, it's a good metaphor for how to engage and how to, I don't know, embrace, engage and entertain. Yes. All in one. All in one. And a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to put an event together. Boy. It is so <laughs> many hours, you know, it's like, wow. Oh my God. The day before we go into set up, then the next day we go in and make sure everything is good to go. We got this, got this, and this, and this, and this. And you know, I'm a nervous wreck either way yeah. until it's over. But right. in the process, we have a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just sitting in a classroom setting and we're listening to someone talk. There you get very boring. And right. I know I do, and I'm very hyper. But I got to have something fun. I got to make people hyper. And it's like, <laughs> hey, come on, y'all. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yay. Yeah. You know, so... A lot of people's like, girl, you is hyper. I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> Thank God we have cannabis to calm us down. <laughs> Where's the indica at? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, oh, so. that's so much fun. Well, that's a that's a really good note to yes. leave on. And I just got the heads up from. No. I just got the, yeah, almost right. No, I just got the heads up from our producer Ed that it is time to wrap it up. Oh, so. Here we go. And uh, first of all, I mean, thanks to both of you for being here. Um, I know Christina's already gone on to her day, but I thank her so much as well. Really. So once again, thank you, Christina Nershoff, Parissa Rad, and Marvina Thomas for sharing their insights and knowledge with us today. If you want to learn more about them individually and the work they do at Women Grow, please visit us online at thecannabisreporter.com and click podcasts to find today's episode. I will post their biographies and a link to their website. So please visit us online. Ah, and we have a lot of people to thank today. <laughs> First, I'd like to express our gratitude for our radio sponsors, Hemp Meds, Compassionate Certification Centers, and Health Terra. We really could not be doing this without you. I'd also like to thank Dr. Brian Donner for our Medical Marijuana Minute update. He'll be back again next week with another edition. And many thanks to Joseph at Society Bites Radio and to our program director, Steve, at XRQK Networks. And of course, it goes without saying how much we appreciate our producer, Ed, and the team here at Star Worldwide Networks for making us shine every single week. And last but not least, thanks to all of you for listening. Please join us again next week for another episode of the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. I'm your host, Snowden Bishop. And until we meet again, be safe, stay informed, share what you've learned, and make it a great day. Evergreen is calling, evergreen is always.